Hi, this is Wesley. This is Kashina. And we would like to welcome you to the Underground Geek Shack. <sighs> not video game edition. No. Not, unfortunately, <laughs> not the video game edition. For those of you who don't know, and hopefully we'll be starting it soon, yeah. uh, we've actually started doing gameplay videos. Yeah. We've done uh, at least two sessions so far. Yeah. Would you like to tell them what game we're playing? We are playing Demon Slayer, the Hinokami Chronicles. Even though this game has already been out for a while, and you're surprised, like, hey, why aren't they doing a newer game? Well, we found Demon Slayer a little bit more fitting. Yeah. <laughs> Especially to what we're doing. But we are planning on doing a lot more games later on in the future. Definitely. But um, We're still working out the kinks for the audio and everything. Listen, there's a lot we have to work out. Yeah. Tanjiro's personality, I don't know what is happening. He has a split personality <laughs> when it's the two of us. <laughs> <laughs> we have a different way of controlling Tanjiro. But enough about that, because this isn't the video game edition. Nope. Hey, Wesley. Hi. Do you want to know something? What would I like to know? Wesley, you are standing very, very tall right now. Even though you're really, really tight. <laughs> <laughs> Don't underestimate me! <laughs> so, um, for today's episode, we're talking about an anime that I think probably doesn't get covered yet. I think it's like a hidden gem, probably? Almost. Oh yeah, I would say it's a hidden gem. Yeah. So it's called Sounds of Life. Um, I cannot pronounce the actual name of it. Hold on, wait a second. I study Japanese. <laughs> I should be able to say it. <clears throat> Kono Ota Tamare. Booyah! <laughs> Damn on him! I'm pretty sure my Japanese friend is going to be like, pronunciation's great, but what the fuck? <laughs> Why the dab? Why the... Why did you dab? <laughs> Alright, but no, seriously, we are talking about Sounds of Life. Oh, this, this is split into, it's weird, because it says it's split into two seasons. It is. Even though it feels, I'm not going to lie, you go through season one, you don't feel satisfied, so you have to I, go into season two. I will specifically talk about that. So our experience with it is, I've only seen season one. I've watched both season one and season two, and right now I'm going back through season two. Yeah, and so far, so this is an anime that came out in 2019, and so far there's only two seasons of it. Apparently, Wesley's told me that there has been rumored a um, season three supposedly coming out, but... I have no clue when it's coming out. <laughs> we don't know when it will I be. also want to try and read the manga for it, too. Now I gotta, oh no, I'm going back to my manga. <laughs> First it was Madoka Box, I'm going on a rant here. First it was Madoka Box, now it's <laughs> Sounds of Life. Oh, I got my work cut out for me this time. But, <laughs> but you know, I could I could see it. So, um, we're going to go over the general synopsis of this uh not this game. <laughs> of this <laughs> anime. anime. Of this anime first, and then I'm going to talk about my personal experience, and once we talk about his personal experience. Seeing as how he's actually seen seasons one and two. I've started episode one of season two, but that's because of something that I'll talk about later. So, <clears throat> I almost said Madaka Box. Darn it, Wes. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> you haven't watched Madaka Box. <laughs> that but, one's hard to find. <laughs> <laughs> but for Sounds, Sounds of Life, life okay, about... The koto. The koto. For those of you who don't know, the koto is a stringed instrument that's uh, a traditional instrument in uh, Japanese culture. Um, I don't know any good examples of it in any other anime. Think of a guitar. Yeah, I was about to say, think of it like a guitar. I but mean, we has... have a guitar in the studio, but uh, that's a lot of work for us to... Yeah, that, that's, that's yeah. a lot. <laughs> but 
Um, it's oh, it is so. It is a stringed instrument. It's a very large instrument. This is no. This is in no way a hand instrument. You literally have to sit on the floor. Yes, you and traditionally you have to sit on the floor, like on a pillow or something, and it's being um held up on like wooden blocks. Yeah, and it's wrong. And like it's extremely like, wrong. Uh, what is it like finger? Yeah, you know how guitar use guitar picks. These are koto picks, but yeah. they are like wrapped around your finger almost. So it's very interesting. Oh yeah! Like when I was watching this, so um, I don't know if you guys know this, but me and Wesley were both in band when we were in middle school. Well, I was in band middle school. And high school. Now you can continue middle school and high school. Okay, I just wanted to double check, <laughs> but none of us. I had to think about it. I was like, wait a minute. Yep, it was middle school and high school. But um, I don't know if either of us has really messed. Well, I've messed with string instruments. I've tried the guitar when I was younger because my father bought me a guitar, and I tried to teach myself the violin. So I have some experience with string instruments. Uh, a little bit of the guitar, not a. I only, I only just like touching the strings. <laughs> um, when it, I've never played the violin. I know how to. I know the notes to play through the violin. You know, because playing on the, clar- on, on the yeah. clarinet, you. Oh yeah. So I play the flute, a little bit of the piccolo, but mostly the flute. I've only played the clarinet. <laughs> only the clarinet but the funny thing is I know how to play the clarinet but then I also yeah, like composition wise I've been able to play just clarinet pieces saxophone pieces and violin pieces all on the clarinet I'm sorry <laughs> this is a very like orchestral type of thing we me and him did a lot of composing because we're nerds and we really like anime and video game openings yeah. but that's besides the point <laughs> trying to play Kingdom Hearts forever. <laughs> <laughs> I I need to relearn. I need I need to do it again. But um, so we have we both have some experience with um instrument musical, musical backgrounds. So seeing this anime was actually like, it was like an actual treat to me mm-hmm. because it's it's watching the growth of people who's never played the koto learning how to play the koto for the first time. It kind of reminded me of how it was when I was learning the flute. Mm, yeah. And I'm yeah. pretty sure, would you say it was probably like oh, the same? Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Like, learning the clarinet for the first time uh, was rough. Because um, back in middle school, we actually had to audition to learn how to play the actual instrument. Okay. And at first, I wanted to play the flute because one of my friends knew how to play the flute. This is way before I met you. Yeah. And then one of my other friends was like, no, play the trombone because he knows how to play the trombone. And so we went into the music to the you know music room, and I'm sorry for this rant, but it's something I gotta say. But like you know, I went in, I went to play the my band director at the time. She was like, "All right, what do you want to audition for?" I was like, "Let me try the flute." And then she looked at me, and then she gives me the flute, and she was like, "All right, here." And then she's like, "The bad thing was I already knew how to whistle. It's not my fault. My dad taught me how to whistle." I get <laughs> and so. I started trying to play the flute. I kept whistling in between. And she goes, nope. And then she goes, here, try the trombone. Couldn't make anything out of the trombone. <laughs> Couldn't make any sound, any buzz out of the mouthpiece or anything. And then she was like, before you leave, I want you to try something. And I was like, all right. And then, you know, she puts the clarinet together and she just holds it out. She goes, here, try this. And I was like, what in the world is this? And she goes, just blow into the mouthpiece and see what happens. And saying so, you know, that I blow into the mouthpiece and everything, and then all I hear, because she's the one that's fingering all the notes, 
And so all I hear is just this gorgeous sound come out of the clarinet. And I was like, yo, what is this? And the way my director sat there and explained it to me, she says, think of this as your blend between a trombone and a flute. She's like, it has the up, she was like, it has the higher range of a flute, but it has like the lower range of a, of a, trombone. Of a trombone. And I was like, all right, that's a cool medium. I'm sticking with this. And I've <laughs> stuck with the clarinet ever since. <laughs> but it's interesting because, I mean, it's just watching this, like, yeah. <laughs> just watch this entire anime. I feel like it's brought us both back to our, our beginning stages. Almost like our roots. Because, <laughs> <laughs> actually, I have to say, uh, when I first got into um, band, I do believe, yes, I was in elementary school, and the high school and the middle school came to my elementary school, mm-hmm. and they played compositional pieces, and they're like, this is what you want to think about when you're coming to the middle school or the high school if you want to join a band and stuff like that. Right, they right. do that for you. No. Not Wait really. a second! I just realized I forgot you, you were. Went, you went to two totally different. You you were also a military kid. Yeah, so military kid around. moving around a lot. So sorry. This <laughs> see it, see because when I saw the the first three episodes and it was mostly about the main character, which we need to get back into this. I'm topic sorry. Topic right. anyway, I just realized we took a detour. <laughs> so quick synopsis it is about the koto and it is about this koto club that's after school mm-hmm. it starts out as a very small thing because it's one guy all of yeah Karata. also i apologize guys this is one of those animes where i was so invested in it but i was there's something special about this anime that i will talk about a little bit later and it's one of the reasons why i don't remember all the characters names i'm gonna i'm gonna try my best there's a lot of characters in this show. <laughs> there's a lot of characters, but there's a reason why I haven't learned all the character names. But I'll explain that more mm. a little bit later on. But so it centers around these seven students. First, it's just one guy named Karata. Yep. All of his seniors, uh, upperclassmen, have graduated. and They were the ones that were running the club. So he's the only one left now. He's the only solo club member. And he wants to keep the club going. Then you meet Chica. Which, um, I don't want to go into too much spoilers for those who do want to watch it. Yeah. But, um, he has, like, everyone has a connection to the Koto somehow. And their reason behind playing it, and it's very much a beautiful reason. Chika joins, and it's very weird to see, because he's seen as a delinquent. He's seen as somebody like, this guy can never play the Koto. Cause he as a troublemaker. Yeah. Because yeah. the Koto is seen as a very, like, beautiful, delicate, like... It's traditional, the traditional. Yes, a very traditional instrument. And the people that are joining this club, save for like two, maybe three, mm-hmm. are not seen as traditional Koto players. Yeah. But so, um, he joins it, and then some more delinquents, people labeled as delinquents, joins it. Well, we also, Actually, we also got uh, Hozuki. Hozuki. Hozuki is a Koto prodigy. And there's a whole story behind her. Yeah, yeah. And it's just, this show is just really amazing when it comes to its characters. Oh, yeah. I see. Yeah, because it's like, you know, it's, it's almost reminiscent of a sports anime. <laughs> yes, I was telling him this earlier because it just very much gives sports anime vibes. And another thing that's very surprising for those of you who don't know is this anime is actually classified as a shonen, which is very interesting. Which was really surprising to me when he brought that up. <laughs> Because I feel like a lot of musical anime aren't seen as shonen. So you've seen, um, what is it? The ones where they're creating music on Mars. 
Carolina Tuesday. Carolina Tuesday. Carolina Tuesday. Carolina Tuesday. I'm pretty sure that's a show there. I'll have to recheck and I'll have to see. Um, You're Lying April is a show there. A very sad show there that I cannot watch at the moment. Very sad. We're very sad. We've already talked about this week. <laughs> we ain't going down that road. Kaon? Kaon is a shoujo. Kaon is a I still have all them playlists. <laughs> I still have all them songs on my playlist. So every single musical anime that I have at least heard of has been shoujos. But this is a shonen, and it plays off as one. Like, yes, there is, like, a hint of romance, but it's not focused upon. This is more or less... Let's just... Half, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, probably the second season, the one that I haven't seen. <laughs> but at least for the first season... It really does play out as a sports anime um, shonen, and I think that's mainly because it's focusing on the teamwork. Mm-hmm. Yes, it is focusing on the music as well, but it's mostly focusing on the teamwork of between the students, and I feel like that's just like the coolest part of, the, of this entire. And it's also thing. it's also cool because it's like you know not only is it focusing on them, but it's also focusing on them the piece as a whole. What goes into actually making this what it's supposed to sound like? Exactly. And which that, in a way, makes me think back to when we were in high school. And it's like, all right, we're given this musical piece. All of us go into our different sections. We do our thing. We come back. We play. Sometimes we sound terrible. We go back. And we always, we always, but at least we come back. Yeah. At first, we play, and it sounds terrible. Like me was in March of that. Yeah. So. Yeah. Every beginning of the season, we're not our best. We are at the roughest we can be. Mm-hmm. But as the season goes on, we get better and better. And it shows that with this anime. Also, another thing I really like about this anime is it also focuses on the actual music theory yeah. and how to read mm-hmm. the music for the theory, yeah. which is really interesting. So it's a little bit of an educational... Um, edu... Educational? No, just like there's an edutainment. There yeah, it is, edutainment. Yeah. Educational and entertainment. So yeah. there's a little bit of both mixed in there. And also, it's just a really good anime that I really def- uh, definitely say you should you should go and definitely watch. Oh, yeah. Let's see. But yeah, at least for the first season, it focuses on them starting with the Koto, their reasonings behind joining the club and learning the Koto, to them going to a music festival. So that's basically the first season. Is what this es- what this episode is mainly going to be about. Plus, he's going to talk more about season two, seeing as how um, he's watched both. And I have to say, I watched the like I said, I watched the first episode of season two, and there's a reason behind that that I will talk about here in a little <laughs> bit. <laughs> but um, things that we liked about the anime, I'm going to start out first with this one. Go ahead, go ahead. The reason why I had a hard time learning these characters' names mm-hmm. is because the show. So, most people might say, like, oh, that sounds like a downside. It doesn't focus on a character. But I actually find that to be a really good thing. Because the main character of this anime, I have to say, is the club itself. Mm -hmm. The club as a whole is one character. Mm -hmm. And I know that's really weird to say until you actually watch this anime. It's almost like, um, I don't mean to cut you off. I know, you do. Um, It reminds me of... I've watched a lot of sports anime, so forgive me. <laughs> it reminds me of Haikyuu, mm-hmm. where it's like, you know, Haikyuu is a sports anime, right? And so you're like, all right, it's probably going to only focus on one person. It's probably only going to focus on Hinata, who's the little small dude. <laughs> and then you're just like, oh, snap. It focuses on the entire team as a, the character itself. Yes. Which 
is what you're saying that for Tokusei High, which is the school that they go to, that club is our protagonist. Yes. Their and struggles, their their hardships, their victories at some points, and yeah, everything that encompasses what, what happens with one singular character it happens, happens with, with everybody. Yeah. yeah. That's a really good thing I like about this is that um, it also pushes the boundaries of you're only as strong as your weakest weakest link. Mm-hmm. That is something that our band teacher has always told us, and I feel like that is also kind of like reinforced in mm-hmm. the show. Yeah. yeah. And like to see that just brought back so many warm <laughs> feelings. It's such it's such a good feeling. I will say the I like I like the visuals that they used within the oh, show. Yes. The visuals. Explain and, explain the visuals. So Oh god, how do I do this? So <laughs> when like Think about it. So when Hoseki first comes in, right? Mm-hmm. And Hoseki comes in and, you know, so she plays the Koja for the first time. The first sound that she makes just by plucking one string resonates with everyone in that room. Yes. And you're just like, by me sitting there, I'm like, what the heck am I feeling? I'm like, I'm not even in the room. <laughs> and yet I feel something. And it's like, her just... Like, if she's just playing a song, it's whether it feels like, oh, snap, you're, like, sinking in water. Or if it's just like, hey, it reminds me of the wind, and the wind just starts taking effect, you're like, what is going on? Or towards the end when, um, the, at the school, Mario, Mario was yeah. playing, um, the song about the Four Seasons. And stuff like yeah, that. yeah, the Four Seasons. And the yeah. characters could feel the actual seasons in the song. Mm-hmm. Like, that's, that was a very what I would say, a very beautiful representation of what music should feel like. Because right, right. um, I think we can both say from um, experience, uh, <laughs> we listen to, when we listen to music, there is a feeling behind it. It's not just a song. There is a story behind there it. There is always a story behind anything that you listen to. And much like how Hoseki, um, or as uh, Hiro likes to call her, Hosey. Yeah. <laughs> Hosey! Hosey! <laughs> we call it each other nicknames now! <laughs> But um, when Hoseki plays it, she says that um, it is an extension of you. Yeah. Um, it, I can't exactly remember, but basically what she was saying was, uh, you play how you feel. Yeah. And, and basically, like, you play how you feel, you basically give your emotions to the instrument, so then your instrument can amplify those emotions to the audience. Mm-hmm. Which... I also like the way how they describe what the kota is. Yes. How they said that it's basically, the kota represents a dragon. Yes. And that the dragon basically can connect Earth. And With the heavenly realm. Yeah. And I was like, all right, that's a, that's an interesting key. And it's interesting because there it ties in the fact between Hozuki and Chi. Yes. So. Oh my god. It's just, this is just a really great anime when it comes to theming-wise. Like, everything about this anime is very much thematical, Yeah, I feel like. I'll talk about the downsides here shortly, but as for my positives, their characterizations are good. Like, even the the, the club's advisor. Oh, Mr. Takanami. He might be <laughs> separate from the club, but he still feels... There's, there's a certain story beat that's played upon towards the end of the first season that starts connecting him to the mm-hmm. club. Mm-hmm. And the fact of, like, um, he even... He may seem harsh, like he seems really harsh in the first season. Yes. And but then it's like he the one thing he always says is, 
I only speak what's on my mind. Yes. It's not like, oh, I'm just telling you this because you need to hear it. No, if I say something that's on my mind, it's something that you need to hear. Mm-hmm. You know? And I'm like, huh. And then in a way that almost made me think back to our band director. Yeah. It's not like she always said, hey, this is, this is, da, 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 da. It's not like, she's like, okay, look, this is what you need to hear versus what you want to hear. Yes. You know, she's like, all right, here's the cool hard facts. You need to get better. You need to do this. You need to do that. Improve. And then you're yes. just like, you're like, all right, that was a little harsh, but I needed to hear it. <laughs> but another thing that I've also kind of realized that the show does is as the club grows more and more, mm-hmm. these characters may start out as like individuals, but eventually they become one with the club, and that's how they get more introduced into the main character, which is the club. Because oh, yeah. um, a good example, and this will be like minor spoilers, but there's a character named Hiro in there, mm-hmm. and Hiro Ku- Kudasu. The only reason why I know that is because of Persona 5. <laughs> we always go back to Persona 5. <laughs> but, um, so with Hiro Kudasu, she starts out with almost, there's no real antagonist to this show except for everyone's doubts towards, oh, okay. That's another point that I just thought of. Right. But no, so, um, she starts out as an antagonist because she only joined the club because she wanted to sow in deceit and have everybody fall apart. Yeah. That, of course, fails. It fails spectacularly, and everyone just grows, grows closer. Eventually, she also becomes one with it, because then she realizes that mm-hmm. this is something that she is missing. Yeah. It's just this club is just... This show is just so good, because there's no one main protagonist right. and not right. one main antagonist. And the fact, I, Oh, we also got to bring up the fact that about Wahozuki, too. Because, you know, you're, since we're tying it, I'm tying it back to, to Hero. Yeah. And, you know, so she's like, oh, you know, maybe you'll change your tune after you hear something about Hozuki. Turns out Hozuki was actually excommunicated from her family's um, school. Because, yeah. like, her family's school, she comes from a grandmaster of the Koto. Yeah. And, dear God, it's just the amount of story behind her. But she, because she does become excommunicated because of something... Even though she's still a prodigy, yeah. even when she first joined the club, she was her own separate character, even though she, mm-hmm. she is a Koto prodigy. Yeah. She was her own character separate from the club, but then she got, she got absorbed and became the main character of that club. So, if I have to say this, mm-hmm. the club is the protagonist. The antagonist is the doubt that everyone has towards yeah. the club. Yeah, that that makes it very apparent. Yeah, even I will say, even in the second season, um, I'm gonna we're we're gonna start flipping here and there, um, but like even you can you can clearly tell in the second season that the doubt is the antagonist because there are moments where a character is like, oh no, I messed up, maybe I'm not cut out for this. And then all you see is, like, the darkness start to, like, croach in on them, like, on them. And you're like, no, 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 you need to do better. You're doing a good job. And yes. then, and, like, there's one moment. Did you, correct me if I'm wrong. You already watched the end of season one. I Yeah, I watched the end of season one, and I watched the very first episode of season two. All right. So, you know, at the end of season one, uh, you know, during their whole performance. performance. And it got to a point where you see everyone, you know, racing forward to the light. Toward yeah. the light. And then you see Karata still sitting in the garden. And he's like, 
He's like, what am I doing? He's like, he's like, I need to get back up so I can't stand by the decision I made. And I'm like, all right, that's good because, you know, you're the president. You are the one who made the decision to have Chica come out and still perform with you. Yes. So kind of looks bad on you if you're the only one that's heading back instead of going forward and doing what you love. Yes, definitely. Oh, my God. I feel like, ah, oh, that's just that's such a great way to just describe this anime. Now... I know that I've been giving a lot of praise, but I wish to bring an example. This anime came out fall of 2019. I am now going to tell you, after my anime, <laughs> my anime list loads up, I am now here to tell you what else came out fall of 2019. Now, there's a reason why I'm saying this. <clears throat> Boku no Hero Academia Season 4. Beastars. Sword Art Online Alicization. Uh, Seven Deadly Sins. I think this is the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. Where's some of the big hitters from this season? Oh, apparently Psychopath 3 came out, but I oh. haven't seen that, so I don't know. I haven't seen that one either. There's a reason why I'm calling... Wow, so this was buried under a lot of heavy hitters. And I can kind of see why, unfortunately. Uh, Babylon. That one was, I've heard, was pretty good. Grand, wow. Like, um, the anime about board games. Mm, yeah, yeah. That one came out. Um, movies. <laughs> My Hero Academia, the second movie came out during this time. Uh, World Heroes Mission. Yeah, no, it wasn't World's Mission. It was the one where they were against Seven. The guy with the, se- the Seven Quirks? Nine. Nine, nine sorry. Guy, they they were going against Nine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Heroes Rising, that was it. That was or was it two heroes? Two heroes. Two You know what I mean. We yes. already did an episode on it. It's, I think it's called Two Heroes. Two Heroes, yeah. But um so there was a reason why I had to pull up my anime list for this one. The downside to this anime mm-hmm. is unfortunately the animation part. Now, as an animation major, I do spend a lot of time looking at animation, so this was one of the downsides for me, and probably one of the reasons why not a lot of people gave it much thought. It's such a good anime thematically and everything. Mm. And they do have very beautiful moments where the, I think it's like the Sakuga. Or, Sakuga. Yeah, Sakuga. Mainly <laughs> came in, I feel like that mainly came in more... Of the, the bombastic perform- the performances, performances yeah. and stuff like that. But, the uh, remember, me and him had a private conversation about this um, when I was first watching it. Mm. And uh, I watched this and I was, my initial thoughts was, oh... This is an anime that came out probably around early 2010s. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the feeling it gives off. It gives, it gives me that feeling of, this is early 2010s. For anybody that's watched Shugochara, that's how, I don't know how some people like to pronounce it. Shugochara. It came out late 2000s, early 2010s. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the anime did. The manga's been out forever, though. Yeah. Um, there is a specific feeling for anime around that time. Mm-hmm. The animation, not all that great. You watched it more for its charm than mm-hmm. anything. This anime has charm, but the animation is slightly lacking. Yeah. Now. But then again, with this is all... coming from someone who isn't an, an animation guy yeah. like you. So with all, music, with all of the anime that I called out, mm-hmm. what do they all have in common? Good animation, Sakuga, and the uh, <laughs> compelling story, I guess? Kind of. 
So let's compare. So, okay, a good example. You've watched My Hair Academia season four. I've yeah. seen season three, yeah. which was before this, but still. Mm-hmm. I can still kind of compare it. Yeah. Think about the animation style. And no, I'm not talking about art style. I'm talking about the animation style. Mm-hmm. From that compared to this. Mm-hmm. Would you still, with those two playing side by side, mm-hmm. would you have told me that they came out during the same year? Nope. Because it seems like it seems like not slice of life, sound of life came out way before my hero did. So even if we had the side by side comparison, I still wouldn't have just been like, yeah, this one came out this year, this one came out this year. Sounds of life looks like it would have came out way or way before my hero would have came out. And I'm not saying like you know, I'm not just, saying that it's a, a bet. Yeah. A, I don't know if that's the same same way for you. No, it I, is. That's just like. How I would, you know, yeah, see that's it. how I would place it. And unfortunately, that's just the only downside that I can come up with. It. It's not like a bad downside. This is a really good anime, yeah. but I'm sure the reason why it fell behind was just because of the animation studio. I don't want to say anything bad about the studio. Yeah. Like the studio, they did their best. This studio is Platinum Visions. They've probably done some really good stuff. Let's mm-hmm. see. They done Surveil, Devil's Line. Um, huh. Let's see. I haven't watched that. Some of these I've kind of heard about. Like, I've heard a little bit about Servamp. Mm-hmm. It seems like Servamp is... Servamp and Devil's Line is mainly the stuff that they've done. Mm-hmm. So, it looks like their repertoire is mostly shonen. Mm-hmm. So, I'll have to look more into this. Yeah. I've seen some promotional art about Devil's Line. Mm-hmm. So, they're not like... They're not a big studio. It's not like what we would usually think. It's not Bones, it's not Mappa, it's yeah. not Cloverworks, it's yeah. not any of like the heavy hitters. It's yeah. more underground. Yeah, it's more underground, and even though it came out later, like you know, it just it just really has that 2010s feel. Yeah. But it's still a really really good anime. Oh yeah. And you know, I'm just sad that this one this did go under the radar because of its animation style. I, I feel like if we like got the chance to actually look at it. I mean, yeah, we're doing the episode now. But yeah. I feel like back then, if we had looked at it, we would have been like, yo, we might want to do an episode on this <laughs> way back then. But, I mean, times have changed. <laughs> times have changed, and it's just it just went under the radar because of, one, it did come out during a time where a lot of heavy hitters... A lot hitters, of heavy hitters were coming out too, yeah. And it did kind of like, with anime nowadays, how it's categorized by anime seasons, mm, yeah. and what anime is coming out this season and stuff like that, I mean... I don't want to say it got lost because of that. It's just very unfortunate that the animation does not really match with what it is now yeah. in more mainstream anime. No, I gotcha, gotcha. Like even look at One Piece. Like right, if you look at the right. look at how it became at the beginning. Like the animation style from this is more comparable to One Piece when it first came out, mm-hmm. where it's slightly choppy, but there's still some smooth movements. But you can kind of tell, like, it has that, like, early 2000s. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, you know, that's not a bad thing. Um, another one downside, but I see it more as, like, a marketing tactic, and they're freaking smart for doing this, is, so like I said, I've only watched season one. Mm-hmm. Kind of gotten into season two, not all the way through. Mm-hmm. So, season one ends in such a way where he said it earlier, it's so unsatisfying. You don't get your closure. You don't. I really feel like, 
first episode of season two is the closure of season one. Yep. But it's season two. And then it just it it just continues on from there, and you're like, wait a minute. Because you know, usually in season two, it's like season two, episode one, da 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 da. No, it goes season two, episode 14. And you're like, 14? Well, I mean, My Hero Academia is doing the same thing. Yeah, but, you know, at least you're able to know. But, okay. Yeah, you know what? That also brings up another point. I'm sorry. Because it's coming up on the fly for me. Uh, Let's think of the seasons for My Hero Academia. They ended off in points where it's very satisfying Mm -hmm. for that season. And it kind of gives you, like, okay, what to expect for next season. Yeah. The way season one for um, Koto... No. I'm not going to go with the Japanese pronunciation because I can't say it all that good either. Sounds of Life. For Sounds of Life. For Sounds of Life, uh, when it... uh, The way it first ended, like I said, it's very unsatisfying. And how long did it take for season two to come out? So, oh. What? I guess season two also came out fall of 2019. Huh. So why didn't they just make this one? What? <laughs> it feels like wouldn't it? It feels like why not just put it all as one season then, right? Yeah. Instead of trying to split it up into two, I mean, maybe they were just like, all right, we can split it up into two, so then you still have thir- like thirteen episodes, I guess. But My Hair Academia, then... one season of My Hair Academia is usually twenty-four, twenty-five episodes. I don't know what the market continues thinking for that one. Okay, so, yeah, that's just another confusing thing for me. I'm not going to look too deeply into Actually, I'm going to look entirely deeply into it. In your own time, though. On my own time. (laughs) It's just, I don't know. I realize I'm the type of person who wants seasons to kind of make sense. My Hero Academia seasons make sense to me. Sounds of Life seasons (laughs) don't really make all that sense to me. And no. maybe that's just because of the type of person I am. <laughs> <laughs> but we are really, really tiny. <laughs> really, really tiny. Because, like, I guess now I'm just going to just jump straight into, into season two. Okay, that's yes, right. do that. Like we said, season two picks up where season one left off. And immediately. then immediately, <laughs> like, you just jump straight into season two. You're I- like... It replays a little bit of the like I'll tell it from my point yeah. of view. It replays a little bit of the performance at the end of season one, mm. and then you finally get the reactions of everybody. Yeah. So continue. And then you know we we leave the concert hall and everything, and then that's where Suzu, his name is Takanari, but I'm calling him Suzu. Mm-hmm. Um, he straight up says, "You guys weren't expected to win. You guys did terrible in the first half. You guys did a lot better job in the second half. I didn't expect." one of your teammates to, you know, carry you through. But this just means you guys can get better. And when he said that, like, it hit me like a brick. Because I was like, oh, snap. This reminds me of when we were in marching band. Yeah. Because when we were in marching band, we did a performance. And we thought we placed. We didn't. Hearts were broken. Yes. And then... We were just like, all right, we didn't do good. And then it didn't help the fact that we had to rewatch that same performance, too. Oh, no. And then we were like, all right, we now know what to do. We now know how to do it. And then the previous, then that following year, we did better. 
and we actually placed getting number one. <laughs> <laughs> but so my question is for season two. Oh yeah, uh, season two we actually get more characters introduced. Um, so we still have the people that we met before. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know we got the all girl school. We got the we got Mario. There's a lot of drama that goes on in Mario. <laughs> oh god. Um, but then. We get reintroduced back to the Hozuki school, and um, turns out that there's this you have the grandmaster who is Hozuki's mom, and then Hozuki's mom now has an apprentice, and it turns out to be the granddaughter of this other chick, and her name is Akira, or as the granddaughter says Akira. Well, that's more yeah, Japanese. I know, I know. It, it was just. Uh, I don't know. My mind is flipping between two. I like <laughs> saying Akira, and then my mind is like, "You fool! It's Akira!" <laughs> and then I'm like, "Wait a minute, Akira Kurosu? What <laughs> is this persona? <laughs> no, it's not." <laughs> I made that connection the second time through, and I'm like, it's a "Persona all over again." Where's Ryuji? <laughs> but where does season two end? Um, season two actually ends on a good note. Okay. Because with season two, you actually get, hey, we're going to do this performance. But then it's like, not only are we doing this performance, we're bringing the grandmaster to listen to the performance. She doesn't want to listen to it. She's like, that's my daughter, but I have no right to listen to her performance. And then the and then um, Akira, you know Akira's grandmother is just slandering the club, and she's like, yeah. You that club is nothing but a bunch of delinquents. They don't know actually know how to use how to play the club, so we need to destroy them. And then you're just like, lady, what's your damage? Like, oh what's my going God. on? And then, um, so you know, Akira, she's like, you know what? Enough of this. We're doing the concert. She's like, Grandmaster, you're coming with. Grandmother, you're coming with too. If I have to drive you, I will. And she just throws him in the car, and she just takes off to the performance. Oh my God. <laughs> and. You know, so they're actually performing and everything, and so Hozuki actually gets to see her mom, you know, out in the audience. And so the way how it ends is the fact that everyone's like, oh, snap, we actually have to find Hozuki's mom. Because they're like, well, we don't know what she looks like. And Hozuki's like, she was wearing a yukata. That's all she gives them. So everyone goes searching every which way. They finally find her. Well, actually, her mom finds Hozuki. And she's like, Hozuki? And then, you know, Hozuki actually breaks down for once. And she was like, I loved your performance. She's like, your sound actually reached me for once. And she was like, I'm sorry. I never should have treated you the way I did. I never should have disowned you. Yeah. And I'm like, all right, all right. And, like, everyone's just happy. They're like, all right, cool. And then, well, the thing is, is that the all-girls school... They're like, we are, we like, they're like, yeah, we're going to nationals. We are number one. But when they don't place and they realize that it's, you know, their school, not the all girl school, but the, uh, the, the culture club. club that we're following. Yeah. yeah. When they place the all girl school, the one girl that likes Hozuki so much, she goes, um, you know, she goes and she's asked the club, she's like, hey, you better win at nationals. Okay, so and this she's is, like, we're going off into the nationals. Mm-hmm. And so she's like, she's like, hey, you better win nationals. You're the ones that are representing Japan. Okay. 
And so they're like, you're, they're like, oh yeah, you bet we will. Because <laughs> they're like, yeah, we are the ones who are representing everyone who was here today. Okay. And I'm like, all right, all right, that's that's like that's a good way to end it. All right, cool. Okay, so this does lead off to like there should be a season. There three. should be a season three. All right, cool. There's a lot of there's a lot of drama that happens, and like Hozuki is trying to Hozuki has feelings for. Um, Supposedly, Hozuki has feelings for Chibi. That's I. That's always been there. That is always been and there. And then you got and then you got Kurosu who has feelings for, for Kurosu. I said that too. She's like, there's the one moment. Where like she has feelings for him, and she's like, she's like, all right, all right, and then Karasu's like, hey, are you feeling okay? And then she just backs up to the wall, and she goes, yep, everything is hunky dory. Let's get to practice. And I'm like, he's like, he's like, um, okay. And then you know she's asking Karasu, you know, during the school festival, and she's like, hey, do you like the previous club president? You know, the one who. Wait, wait, no. Let's not go too, too, too deep into this. I only want to say this one part, though. Okay. <laughs> because, you know, he's, you know, talking to, you know, Kudasu, and he's like, well, yeah, but it's more of, like, admiration. I don't actually have, like, it's more admiration than relationship, you know, than romantic. And Kudasu just hits her on the pole, and she's like, because, like, she goes, she just looks at him, and then she just smiles, and then she goes, okay. And then... She looks at the pole and she just hits her head on the pole. And then she goes, look, brain, we talked about this. Keep your feelings in check. <laughs> <laughs> and you just sit around and goes, are you all right? Oh, my God. What the heck? You know you have feelings for someone, but you're just like, we talked about you over here talking to your brain. We got feelings, brain. <laughs> oh, my God. So, okay. I'm, I'm, I'm definitely going to have to watch season two on my own time to really, like, see how it all goes. Yeah. Um. So before we end off, because it is coming close to that time, because I did take up a lot of time, unfortunately, <laughs> I want to end this off on a more funnier note. So I'm going to say what was on my mind the entire time I was watching this anime, and you can say something similar to it, or you'd be like, yep, you know what? I felt that. Uh-huh. So the entire time I was watching this anime, mm-hmm. my one thought was, Sounds of Life, what's your damage? Right? <laughs> It's like every character, you're like, all right, what's your damage? You sit there and see Suzu, what's your damage, dude? Like, every, every person that is connected to the club in some way, I don't know why, every single person, it, it doesn't have to be to our Koto club, it doesn't. It can be to anybody else's Koto club. The one dude over here on the ground, he's like, I'm listening to the wind. <laughs> like me. Right now, I only know him from season one going into season two at the very beginning. My one thought only of him is, what's your damage, kid? Like, that is forever my thoughts with every person playing the Koto. Uh, maybe the Koto just brings about depressed people. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it's just like, the Koto is this possessed instrument. So it's just kind of like, I am going to find the most broken people and make them feel better. <laughs> the Koto is literally a fairy. <laughs> the next time we have an arc, it's just going to be like, what's the, what you doing? Well, you're trying to play the Koto. We know like, what's your damage? I'm like, now that is going to be the single, singular freaking sign that you are a broken man. <laughs> That's how you walk into the studio. <laughs> Me. I'm like, oh, well, yep. <laughs> What's your damage, kid? 
Now, flashback, please. Every time, I feel like now, every time I go to watch any single anime, if there is somebody playing the Koto, boom, what's <laughs> your damage, kid? <laughs> yeah, I just, I just wanted to say that out loud. Like, I feel like that's what this anime is also is. That should be its subtitle, not just Sounds of Life. Sounds, Sounds of, of Life, life. colon, <laughs> what's, what's your, your damage, damage kid? <laughs> oh, God. I just wanted to end off. <laughs> <laughs> So, one, because I know we're putting this up on YouTube. Yes. I want you guys to like, comment, and subscribe. We have to start asking that now. Yes. Um, what do you think we should comment? What's your damage? If you do end up watching this anime, tell us what you think about it, because we're generally very curious, because I feel like this anime is not watched enough, or it's not spoken about. Right. So we want to know what other people's opinions are on it. Yeah. And, Let us uh, know if you want to try the Koto. <laughs> <laughs> Let us know if you want to try the Koto. I know I do. Okay. Yeah. If only I could be rich enough to buy it, though. Right? Because <laughs> not only does it have to be built, it has to be shipped from Japan. That's one of those instruments where it's just Japanese only. <laughs> right? <laughs> Much like a lot of things in Japan, it's Japanese only. <laughs> But uh, thank you all for listening. We hope you've enjoyed your visit to the, the Underground, Underground Geek, Geek Shack. Shack. See, See you guys. guys.